0: Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Stylist, your host here on Hairstylist Podcast Radio. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Want to be a guest? Just message me. The show is for hairstylists that want to empower and change the world with their voice. We discuss triumphs, tragedy, stories of inspiration, how to earn six figures, how they got started, and more. Like, share, and subscribe today. three when i called you up said i need you now cause i'm losing patience by four you were knocking on my door i said love is a two-way road He don't care no more i'm I going crazy needed you just to help forget it all and it was
1: easy you
0: put the Podcast today is an exciting show. If you haven't heard of Sharice Slate, you will know her and her name and her brand by the time you finish this podcast. So with Sharice, um, she's an amazing interview that I've wanted to do now for a while. Ever since she's been listening to the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast but I don't know if we have enough time to fill everything she does into one podcast. We may have to end up having a few more. So with Sharice Slate, she's a CEO, author, speaker, celebrity hairstylist, cancer survivor, and well-respected hair, beauty, and makeup expert. Sharice has had a knack for creativity from the early days of childhood. Every fiber of her being is built on Building the right image and getting, de- getting the desired results. Slate's remarkable celebrity clientele, accolades and recognition and well-respected and talented hairstylist has earned her many prestigious honors that include the selection by the U.S. International Fashion Shows to be the premier fashion hairstylist for its coveted New York Culture Fashion Week. Cherie's sultry hairstyle creations have been showcased on top of shoulders of countless award-winning music artists, including Ashante, Sierra, Monica, Patti LaBelle, Yolanda Adams, Fred Hammond, and Star Jones, to name a few. Slate's hair art has graced the music videos of Grammy-winning artists Christine Aguilera, Keith Sweat and television shows such as The Tonight Show with D.A. Leno, The Late Show with David Letterman, and you guess it, Oprah Winfrey Show. Additionally, the stylus, immaculate hair and makeup artistry has been featured in film, television, magazine publications that include, but not limited to, Vibe, InStyle, Forms, People, Ebony, Cosmo Girl Source, and Glamour UK, and Seventeen. Slate's Meticulous work has also earned her warranted recognition and array of natural uh, record labels and hair product lines, including Sebastian Motions and TCB Professional Hair Care and Atlantic Motown and Def Jam Records. She is also charming executive Uh, with Genesis Milan Agency, a marketing endorsement film, and she wear hair care, a luxury line of hair extensions. She lives by the motto of her days as celebrity stylist and makeup artist in the music industry, which this one I love, No Excuses, only results. So I'd love to welcome you, uh, Charisse, to the Hairstyles and Empowerment podcast here today. I'm so excited to be interviewing you. Like, really, I'm overjoyed. Like, I know we talked before and we keep talking. I think we could just talk for like eight hours straight. Yes, we can. <laughs> So I, I want to dive in. So for our audience, like, just give us a little bit about um, your history, your background, how Charisse became Charisse.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a part of your podcast today. You're such an awesome guy. So I'm sure your fans already know that. But um, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I gave my very first haircut at that young age of six years old. I gave my brother that famous Dalmatian dog haircut <laughs> patches all over his head. Um, I did get in trouble, but it didn't stop me from wanting to do hair. No. So um grew up in Detroit. Um, Went to cosmetology school. Um, went there after that. I went to um, one of the top salons in Detroit. It was actually a 24 hour salon. Oh. Yeah, they were, oh. when we were doing here, I wasn't, but they were no, doing here at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. It might be 40 or 50 people <laughs> in the salon that late. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I went to my first blue frontal salon, worked there for about a year before I opened up my um, mm-hmm. one of four salons that I owned. Oh,
0: okay. So did you always want to be a hairstylist? Like you said, you did it from six, but that was more playing around or you knew yeah. something inside you said, I have a passion or something burning that I need to, you know, do hair I or be really a hairstylist. I know it
1: at first, but I started doing all the kids in the neighborhood. I thought that's what everybody did. Oh, so I started, all... I
0: everybody <laughs> y'all, y'all did, did everybody else's hair. <laughs> but
1: if I found out it started being me all the time. Yes. Started, you know, I started enjoying it. Mm-hmm. and I said you know what I think I want to do this like, you know I had this real passion for it I was also the one when we went to the movie theaters mm-hmm. and everyone would get up and leave and I'm like no I want to wait and see the credits I want to see whose name's rolling down the credits one day my name is going to roll down those credits <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly so that was
1: my dream and my motivation yeah
0: exactly and I think sometimes too even saying that at a young age you're already planting the seed in your mind to yes. see your name or I'm going to make six figures or I'm going to be a celebrity stylist. And as you know, which we'll talk later, it doesn't really happen overnight. But I think (laughs) through, you know, placing that seed and through prayer and through guidance and, and things like that, it really brings you to that because i think a lot of people really don't know the process even being a salon owner in itself is a huge undertaking yeah one salon and i'm like you have had more than one salon at the same time mm-hmm. and it really does take an undertaking training your staff properly and having the right you know uh direction to go and having a vision yes. i think hair is more than you know waking up in the morning standing behind the chair and going home
1: Blue? Yes, it is. It's so much more than that. Um, you know, like you said, being a salon owner, you, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, too. So you have to learn how to be a boss. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to market retail brand. Um, mm-hmm. You take on a lot of, you know, you start to wear a lot of different hats and not including when you start talking to your clients, all the hats you have to put on when they sit in your mm-hmm. chair. So, you know, we do a lot of things. We wear a lot of different Mm -hmm. hats. And I think that sometimes people minimize hairstyles, which I have a real issue with that. Mm -hmm. Um, They minimize who we are and all the abilities and qualities that we bring to the table. But we help people out more than just by doing their hair. We do a lot for them. You know, sometimes we're with their doctor, we're their mm-hmm. psychiatrist, mm-hmm. Um, psychologist, you know, so we do a lot of things. Um, and sometimes we're their best friends that we get here, their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. And we're the, also the ones they come to to find out if this looks pretty or if this yes. looks right. Um, and also mm-hmm. I get spiritual guidance. People come to me yes. and I will wonder why do people always come to me and they kind of bring their problems. Mm-hmm. So I start calling myself, Dear Charisse, they have a dear Abby. Abby, Abby, Abby. I'm, like, exactly. I'm be dear, Charisse.
0: But, but I think that's what it is in the hair profession. People will naturally, like a bartender, naturally spill their guts to you, or they'll right. naturally start to talk to you. But hairstylists. You know, we have sometimes clients for many, many years. We, we see them when they're a kid as they grow up. Now they go mm-hmm. to high school, their first date, their graduation, their marriage. Now they have their own kids. Yes. And, we're doing, and we're doing the full circle with these people. And a lot of times we're the only staple person in their lives That's that they, they, they're they with more than anyone else. And plus with our profession too, we're the one, one few professions where people pay us to touch them. And the thing is when you're tacked with someone, you have a much different connection than them coming in, buying a shampoo, here's the money, here's my product, and they're they're gone sort of thing. But what I want to do is go back to uh, a little bit what we read in your bio, too. You're, being a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. if you're okay with talking about your story, yeah. you can relate to somebody like how it happened, um, how you found out, what your process was, and now being a survivor, which I think is great that you're not a victim. You're actually yes. a survivor, and you're a victor, right?
1: That's true. Yes, I don't mind yeah. talking about it at all. Yeah. Um, Actually, I've been extremely blessed. Um, I can't say I made all the right choices in my life. Um, I was an unwed mother by the time I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember after having my baby, about six weeks later, I got a call from the doctor. And he says, we want you to come in. Um, We think we found something. I'm like, what did you find? I I couldn't imagine what they could... I'm only 20 Mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, we think you're in the early stages of cervical cancer. And I was like is he serious? And so he says, yes. So we want to do a surgery on you. Cause it's in a, it's in its early stages. So we want to do surgery and see you know, if we can remove it mm-hmm. and we'll see if you have to go through any chemo or anything like that. So I'm like, okay. So um, I go in, I have laser surgery cause it's in a real early stage. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later I was hemorrhaging really, really <sighs> bad. And to the point where I couldn't even walk, they had to carry me to the hospital and I ended up having to get three pints of blood. Um, and then they, st- you know, I had to go through this whole process where the bleeding wouldn't stop. And so they had to rush me to emergency surgery. And, you know, I came out and actually I was really blessed. And he said, you know, we, it was further along than what we thought, but we got it. Mm-hmm. And so I've really been cancer free. The whole time, I I haven't I didn't have to do radiation or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just really blessed. And uh, my mom, they were terrified. They were crying. I was like, "Why are you crying? I'm gonna beat this." I knew going in, mm-hmm. I was gonna beat it. And so, all of my checkups have gone really, really well. I've been really, really blessed. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. My um, both of my parents had other forms of cancer as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of running my family. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I've been very, very grateful. I try to think about other women who go through cancer because, of course, I meet lots of women who have breast cancer and different things. Mm-hmm. And so I try to be there for them and help them out in any way I possibly can. Yeah.
0: So are you an advocate for, like, as you say, um, well, even for men, too, with prostate and stuff like yes. that, but yes. but doing the self-exam or just yes, absolutely. regular exams? And you yes. say you were lucky that... It, I mean, even being further along, that they caught it that soon. Yeah. But, but even though it lucky. sounds like, oh, it wasn't a big deal, but mm-hmm. I imagine emotionally it probably took its toll. You're going through yeah. every emotion. Mm-hmm. Here I am, a young mother. I just yes. had a child. And now all of a sudden I may not be around for this child. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> that did scare me, yeah. you know. I was so young. I don't think I understood to the degree mm-hmm. of how bad things could have been had mm-hmm. I not been detected. Yes. Um, thank God they were able to detect it very soon. Mm-hmm. But if they hadn't have, you know, this could have been something that could have been deadly for me. So exactly. I was very blessed, fortunate, and mm-hmm. I do try to get my checkups on a regular basis.
0: Yes. So were you, at this point, were you working in a salon or, or as a stylist?
1: At no, this time? I wasn't. I was going to school then. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a break from school Okay. Um, during that Time and I eventually went back because I wanted to finish and get my um, license. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I you know I got back to um, into school, got my license, and then I went on to the salon. Yeah, um, I I always thought positive, though. I always believed I could beat it. My mom was more scared than I was. And maybe Mm -hmm. because she was older, and she knew more, you know, she was more mature. Um,
0: Exactly. But I think too, as a parent, and now you as a parent, Mm -hmm. I think that's the same when it's your child, your flesh and blood to not have them in your life. yeah devastating you know what i mean it's even for some people that don't have kids they may have dogs cats you know parrots Mm -hmm. but to them that's their it's like family for them yeah and if anything happened to them you know the devastation and it's just you would feel the loss and i think you would mourn in the same in the Absolutely. in the same in the same way uh, sort of thing, but for your story, it's such an incredible—I don't want to say rags to riches, but such a transformation from mm-hmm. almost not being here to being a six-figure stylist, to being yeah. a celebrity stylist, mm-hmm. and also being a mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and you know, if I can be you know just blatantly honest, I grew yeah. up in um, the projects in Detroit, so it is kind of a rags to riches story. Um, you know you know, based off of my life, I wasn't supposed to achieve the level of success that Mm -hmm. I that I achieved. So I'm very grateful. But you know, statistics says, you know, I grew up in the projects that Mm -hmm. my lifestyle is probably going to be somewhere close by I'll live somewhere in a neighborhood very similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful, you know, to not have to have lived that type of life anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It was done during my younger years as a child, but I knew that that wasn't supposed to be my future, Mm -hmm. something I didn't know as a kid, what was going on, the details. I didn't even know we were poor, No, but, um, I knew it was something about that place. I wasn't supposed to be there for the rest of my life. And of course, as I grew older and saw more things in life, um, you know, I wanted something different than what Mm -hmm. I saw around me.
0: Exactly, because you're, you're often told, like you say, your environment predicts your outcome. Mm-hmm. So people think if your environment is a certain way, then mm-hmm. that's basically where you're stuck mm-hmm. from. But obviously, you overcame that, so you know that's not true. Oh, it's you know totally I mean? not true. <laughs> I always say,
1: mm-hmm. you know, if your determination to succeed is strong enough, mm-hmm. then you can do anything that you want in life.
0: And you can revive, yeah, you can, you know, rise above and say, I've done a lot of study of millionaires, billionaires, things like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of them either came from nothing or they had everything and lost everything and mm-hmm. rebuilt it. Yes. So there has to be some kind of fire inside you to be able to do that. And also being a, a, a say, a, an entrepreneur, but also a female entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I think that's, must be, that's another struggle as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're, you're in you're in a field where men are supposed to be the boss, and now you decide mm-hmm. um, that you want to be a boss. And I don't know why I had this entrepreneurial spirit in me, but mm-hmm. I've always, I've been working for myself since I was 25. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when I decided, I was like, "Oh, I want to go into corporate America," and not that I can. I just Mm -hmm. don't want to. I did it. And I was like, this is not for me. And my dad, he's been an entrepreneur all his life. And he says, I was, I I called him like 30 days later. And he said, I was waiting on this phone call.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) That that is not who you are. You are an Um, entrepreneur. I was like, yeah, I've accepted it.
0: Yeah. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you live differently than everyone else. Your mentality is different. You live by risk and that's what it is. And because, you know, and, and we're never guaranteed in our professions. Salons close every day. Yeah. Clients go to somewhere else. They move yeah. away. Their financial status change. So you always have to adapt where when you're in a regular nine to five job, you're set at a certain paycheck. That's great. You're getting money, but you're locked in. You're kept at yeah. that money per week. When you're an entrepreneur, you can determine what type of income you want to have. If you want to make... You know, um, two hundred a week, you will. If you want to make two thousand a week, you will. If you want to make more than that, you know, there, there's ways of doing it, which we're going to discuss with you. Um, you know, going as well. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll jump right in. Um, a lot of times, well, no, let's talk about being a let's talk about being a salon owner. <laughs> okay. How was how that process for you? <laughs>
1: well, when I first started, I opened up my first salon with only five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I bought. It was a small salon. It was a 7 chair salon, but I bought all used furniture. I didn't have a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. I was ready to go to the next level. And I said, you know what? I think this was probably a smart idea to buy used furniture. And Mm -hmm. it was. It wasn't a staple that had to be there forever, Mm -hmm. but it was just a starting point for me. And I think it was one of the wisest choices that I made when I first started uh, my business.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly and I think that's an amazing that's an amazing way to go because a lot of people they'll invest they'll invest they'll invest They'll mortgage second mortgage they yeah. put all this money into a salon it's really busy at first because it's brand new and everybody mm-hmm. wants to see it but as soon as they all come and they've, they've seen it the now are naturally nosy <laughs> yeah and the income drops off because instead of owners being smart and putting that away for a rainy day, they're like, oh, this money's going to be coming in all the yeah. time. And they spend, they spend, they spend. And now this $100,000 or $200,000 salon, sometimes more, now is just empty yeah right and and that's that's and say for me i did the same thing i mm-hmm. went to the bank to get a loan and they're like well you're young because i opened my first one at 20 my second one at 22 mm-hmm. and they said no nope, unless you have five years of back you know history plus mm-hmm. if you can prove that you don't need the money we'll give it to you <laughs> so it's like okay <laughs> Uh-oh. So the guy that refused me the loan, his wife ended up actually coming to my salon.
1: <laughs> she became a client. That's funny. She
0: became a client. And I made it very artistic. We had a big mm-hmm. staff. We had, let's um, say, like an indoor, uh, like my reception was an indoor garden with a fountain. Oh, wow. Um, we had so actually our, our, I had six assistants on rollerblades. We had 12 12 hairstylists. But the same, everything was bare bones. But because if you create that environment for people, Mm -hmm. they're going to love it. And then you expand, then you expand from there. And like you say with yours, your second, your third, your fourth. But did you learn a lot from having
1: your first salon? Absolutely. I, I, I made some mistakes, of course, but I learned a lot from My mistakes, I learned about the stylist and the the mentality of the stylist, Mm -hmm. Um, how to spend money, how to save money, you know, how to budget. I learned a lot of those different things, learned about the Mm -hmm. clients, the type of clientele we have, the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. All those things play a part in how successful your business is going to be and how long it's going to last as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, I learned quite a bit.
0: So what advice would you give for an owner if they're hiring a stylist? What are some things they should look for?
1: In hiring a stylist, someone who has drive and someone who's willing to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot express or stress how important it is. If you don't invest in yourself, you can't expect anyone else to either. Um, You want people who are really hungry people who Mm -hmm. would do hair almost for free. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, this is something that they live, they kind of eat, they dream it. If you want to build a successful salon, you're going to have to have motivated people in your salon. Um, uh, Some things that I used to do is also motivate my staff. I Mm would always do things that would help to encourage them, um, bring in motivational um, books and videos and things like that to keep their spirits lifted up. Mm -hmm. Because when you motivate them, it motivates everyone around them, including their client and the then the conversation in the salon is is not about backbiting or mm-hmm. you know talking about people it 's about growing and that 's what 's important to me is growing
0: exactly exactly yeah, leaders are readers, and it's yes. been often said, and that 's what you really need to do, same mm-hmm. with my salon. I would play you know motivational tapes and great mm-hmm. speakers and to learn I gave them all um, grow growing uh, think and grow rich yeah so everybody that started that with me everybody got a napoleon hill book yeah start them off because obviously if your staff is successful you're going to be successful yes as a owner right and and that sort of thing so it's a, i think it's the same for hairstylists coming in if you're a hairstylist looking for somewhere new I think you should kind of look for the same things. You should look for a salon that's progressive, mm-hmm. that is in alignment with what you do. If you want to be a, comp- a competition stylist, look for salons that are award-winning, that compete, that do shows, You yes. want to be you know in photography. But I think, like we said, you wear many hats now as a hairstylist where before your skill was enough. Now yes. your skill's not enough anymore. No, it's not. You have to be proficient at social media. You have to be Absolutely. a photographer. In addition to, like you said, a psychiatrist, a yes. psychologist, You know, a, a, an image consultant, mm-hmm. uh, like a bartender. Yes. <laughs> listen
1: to all their stuff. <laughs> all those things. You really there's do. So,
0: there's so much more. And now if you don't have a, a physical presence or even if you're not even a, a brand ambassador for a mm-hmm. company or you're, you don't have some kind of linkage. You know, people, because there's much more competition now than there ever was before.
1: True. And,
0: but a lot of it too, it's, it's the experience that you give, you know, you give the client. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you do. So um, one thing you do is brand building. So you can tell yeah. me about what brand building is and what exactly a brand is.
1: Okay, so a brand. Okay, so I have something called defining and designing your brand as a hairstylist. So I also have an, a branding and an endorsement company, mm-hmm. and um, so I was work. I work with different celebrities about building their brand. So I said, you know what? I need to talk to hairstylists about this as well. Mm-hmm. What I learned is most hairstylists don't know the term about branding. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always we always talked about being popular. Um, And popular is about branding yourself, making sure that you have a recognized image um, of yourself that connects with your specific um, group of client or target Mm -hmm. market that you Mm -hmm. want to be connected to. So branding is so important. I was sharing with some students actually today, I had to speak at a school and we were talking about a tagline or a tag name. And I asked them what was their, um, had they thought about a tag name for themselves? And I, Mm Um, asked them, what do they think my tag name did for me? So my tag name is Celebrity Hairstylist. And I mm-hmm. asked them, what do you think people think about when they Google and they see Celebrity Hairstylist? Mm-hmm. And and so I kind of went over some of the benefits of having a tag name that fits, fits your specific niche. Mm-hmm. Um, being a Celebrity Hairstylist, and I said there's three things that it would say without them ever meeting me. One is I do celebrities or prominent people. Mm-hmm. two i'm probably an expert or i have you know what i'm doing pretty well mm-hmm. and three i don't do 20 dollars hair
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you want a tag name that actually yeah. speaks to people before you ever meet them mm-hmm. i um actually i met star jones actually through a tweet
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i wasn't even on twitter i was at least not that day mm-hmm. but she um posted on Twitter, she was looking for a celebrity hairstylist in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And someone says, I know one, her name is Cherie Slate. And within two minutes, we were connected and I was Mm -hmm. doing her hair um, for a tour that she was on. Mm -hmm. And so that's how powerful a tag name is. Mm -hmm. You want to name that between maybe two and five words um, that will identify what you do as a hairstylist or a makeup artist or esthetician or whatever it is you do in the beauty industry, um, mm-hmm. that defines your specialty and that people can connect with before they ever meet you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where your brand is really starting to work for you. Mm So um, I always talk to people about the importance of branding, making sure that you have a picture, make sure you use your tag name and your picture on all of your social media, Mm -hmm. your text messaging, your email, your voicemail, and also watermarking your pictures Mm. so that it continues to build your brand and also Mm -hmm. protects your brand at the same time.
0: Yes. So with branding, does that also include like color scheme?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so
0: if somebody sees a certain color, they relate it to you.
1: Yes. So if you think about let's say Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. um you recognize Coca-Cola or McDonald's one because of the arches, two mm-hmm. because of the color. Yes. And so it's important to also have a color scheme that people can connect with. So when they go to your social media, or whatever, that particular color scheme will transcend and it goes back to you and your brand. So people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you know what? He has black or she has rust. Mm-hmm. And so if you see that automatically, it's like, oh, that's Sharice or you that's Brad. Mm-hmm. you know it's them so yeah. color schemes make a big difference um, and it helps people to connect with your brand mm-hmm. and your logo
0: so this should carry through all social media including your website or anything that you're on should always anything be the same that you're
1: on, absolutely okay. you want to make sure you use the same exact picture mm-hmm. you want to use the same logo don't change up you know some people change yeah. things like they change your clothes you don't want to yeah. do that with brand um, mm-hmm. with your brand you know all your social media your email text message. Everything should have the same picture. Everything should look the same. And that way when someone's on one platform, they can connect with you on Mm. all platforms and they're going to get pretty much the same brand. And that's going to be really important. You need consistency.
0: Yeah, I guess too, and and probably cross like I mean, um, putting as much of your other social media links I think in each of the other ones too, so yes. you know, or carry it over, or mm-hmm. say what we're doing. I'm on Instagram. Go and see my Facebook Live. Yes. Facebook Live. Check out my YouTube.
1: Yes. And then if, absolutely. You know, here,
0: you know, if you like this this YouTube, then tweet on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> you know, and and you share have to it cross out. Market like like and cross market cross
1: promote. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So the more, and that's part of creating your tribe. So what is branding not?
1: So what branding isn't is being inconsistent, um, having different types of pictures, different logos, changing things up. That's um, the the epitome of not having a brand um, or that's being consistent with your brand. You want to make sure that you're consistently using the same pictures, the same logo over and over and over so people can start to connect with you. Um, they have a hard time connecting with things that they're not sure about. And so when you're all over the place, um, when you're not being consistent with your look, no mm-hmm. one can connect with you, nor do they take your business serious.
0: Exactly. Would that be the same as changing your name all the time? Yeah. You can like, you oh, imagine? that would sound like a better name, like McDonald's, then it's like McDougs. Do you yes. think it would be the same? <laughs> you know, it's
1: funny because IHOP <laughs> is thinking about changing from IHOP to IHOB. Yes. <laughs> um, Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll see how that works out for them. But they've Mm -hmm. had the same brand for years. Sometimes it's challenging to upgrade Mm -hmm. to something new. Sometimes people don't like the change. So we'll see how that works out for them because their brand has been so strong with IHOP. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally don't see the need to change to make it IHOP. I think they want to make it about breakfast instead of pancakes. Oh, I see. they're known for pancakes.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly and i think that's why people go there that's yes. what they know that's already ingrained right yes. already in their mind so they they know it and to change it i think then it's i think it's a be,
1: mistake personally no and,
0: and i think a lot of products do that too where they say oh new and improved
1: <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> you, know? you can destroy your brand by trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, IHOP is about people going there to get pancakes. That's Mm -hmm. what people go there for. You think about it. And so you already have a core group of people who are going to come for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think you need to stick with that. But if if he's, if they're doing, um, you know, the statistics and looking at things and it's telling them that the trend is going someplace else, maybe through their Mm -hmm. um, marketing and through their, um going over different things they've come to find out that maybe things are starting to change and maybe Mm -hmm. people aren't buying pancakes as much so um, it it depends on their research and mm -hmm. what they've come up with um, during the course of their research
0: exactly i think that's what too over time the demographic changes or Mm -hmm. if you have you know some that were younger than their baby boomers then they're now they're older they may not have the same needs you know, yes. if you're a roller skating rink, somebody 80 may not want to roller skate with somebody <laughs> who's 12. That's
1: <laughs> right? right. I don't no, think so. so. You have,
0: or you have to rebrand in a different way. You yes. know what I mean? To, you know, 80 is a new 12. That's true. <laughs>
1: I think hairstylists are starting to have to rebrand in a different way. Um, And actually brand has become more important now than it ever has been before, mm-hmm. you know, years ago we would just go to a salon and we would create styles and you know you did well just from being in the salon that's not good enough anymore no. but you i think the that's why it builds their brand
0: exactly and i think that's why product companies approach certain hairstylists mm-hmm. because it helps with their brand and their face will help their brand so anytime you get a wow factor you always move up that level Right. So basically, you know what I mean? Where a lot of hairstylists now are becoming brand ambassadors Mm -hmm. where before we were never a brand ambassador. You could maybe be an educator for a company, but not see a brand ambassador. So with a brand ambassador, if you have a large audience, you can say, hey, I really love this product. Mm -hmm. And boom, you know, uh, uh, you know, even 5% or more will go out and automatically purchase it just because this hairstylist, you know, said so.
1: That's very And do you think
0: with branding too, that also helps in creating your tribe as well?
1: Absolutely, it does. Um, mm-hmm. Your tribe will connect to you. If you think about celebrities, they connect to them because of their brand, not just because if they're a great singer, but mm-hmm. what their brand says and speaks to them, like let's say a Beyonce. Mm-hmm. People connect to her, of course, because she's a beautiful woman um, and she can sing. But it is mm-hmm. also because of her beauty. It's not just her singing. Um, mm-hmm. It's her habits, the things she does, the places she goes. They connect her to her for so many more reasons than just what she originally came out for. So branding is, it expands um, to quite a few different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's also too. I mean, they say your income is based on your five closest friends, Absolutely. but I think also with celebrities as well, or anybody that hangs out with anybody, I think that determines like who Kim Kardashian hangs out with, who yes. Beyonce hangs out with, mm-hmm. or is married to. I think that's going to affect her her image, positive or sometimes negative you know what I mean but but for some any kind of press is good press as long as you're getting talked about yeah you know but that also that also affects your brand too and your brand is how I think how you respond to things Mm -hmm. too you know
1: think about Justin Bieber Mm -hmm. I mean he's changed quite a bit um in recent years or in the over the past year Mm -hmm. His brand has, oh, the way people view his brand has changed. His brand is Mm -hmm. still the same, but the way you view his brand, you view it in a more positive um, way. You Mm -hmm. think he's a little more stable because he's, you know, evolved and he's starting to build a relationship with God. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't see him out drinking and partying. And so he's drawing a different following too. He's starting to draw more Christian Mm -hmm. um, fans. And so (laughs) your brand, you know, the way you handle your brand plays a big part in how, what type of tribe you're going to have and who you attract to, to your tribe.
0: Yeah, and, and I think every brand is going to grow and it's going to evolve as you grow and you evolve and you change. Mm-hmm. But you still want to keep some consistency and some fluidity through that. But as you say your tribe may change over time, your followers may change over time, you know, things like that, or just a different demographic. Mm-hmm. But we're going to jump into something of what you're doing now, which is your pay it forward to So I want to, yeah, I want to know a little bit more about it. What are you paying forward? How did it come about? You know, what gave you the inspiration to say it's time to pay it forward and give back?
1: Okay. So the pay it forward tour actually came about earlier this year. And, um, I've done a lot of great things in my life and I'm very blessed. And I realize how fortunate that I am. And I just thought, you know what? I need to start sharing some of the things that I didn't get when I was in cosmetology school with some other people who could really appreciate and learn from some of the things that, um, that I know some of the experiences that I've had good and bad, some of the mistakes that I've uh, made. And so, Um, I was actually in my private time with God and um, we were having our conversation as we do. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what, I think it's time for you to start speaking publicly. And I was like, okay, you've been telling me this for about three Mm -hmm. or four years. (laughs) And so he says, okay. And I was like, and who do you want me to talk to? And he said, "Um, I want you to talk to your core audience, the people who, um, that you have been around that you're most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I said, so hairstylist, huh? Yeah. So he says, yeah, go to schools and start to share with them. And so I went to one school and the light bulbs just start going off and not only for them, but for me as well. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I want you to continue to pay it for it. I want you to travel not just around the United States, but around the world. And I want you to share the things that you've learned in hopes that someone else can learn from the things that you've learned. And it will help them to become either a celebrity hairstylist, build a star studded clientele Mm -hmm. um, or whatever they desire. But there are three things I want you to do in the process of this. And I'm like, Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. I want you to encourage them. I want you to empower them. And I want you to educate them. And so that's what I do. I go around and um, I tell people this little thing that I do. I got from a friend of mine. I have to give him credit. So I like to go around giving out sugar.
0: Mm. i
1: may be in a grocery store Mm -hmm. and i might be on the phone talking to a friend and i'll see a lady walk by and i'll say you know what hold on i gotta go give out some sugar (laughs) and what i'll do is walk up to her and i'll say Mm -hmm. you look absolutely amazing. Mm. And I don't say it if I don't mean it. I don't like no. to like people. But um, I believe that people need to be encouraged. That might be the one compliment that she yeah. hadn't had in years. And she mm-hmm. might have needed that to hold on to to get through the day. Um, and sometimes she might hold on to it for two or three years down the road. But I know people feel good. And I like to make people feel good. So I like to pass out sugar. So I call it mm-hmm. give me sugar. I go yeah. out and, sugar.
0: and that's exactly it. And you don't know what people have gone through that day. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're at. And sometimes those kind words can help them. Maybe they're thinking of today is my last day here on earth. You never, yes. you never know. And there is a movement going through now, um, hashtag positive influencer. So they're getting hairstylists of influence to now make a, a pledge and a commitment to only show positive you know, things on their social media to only comment positive things on Mm -hmm. their social media, which is a great, which is a great movement. So with this, you're going to the schools. So are you doing schools? um, Are you doing like the whole USA or just um, do you have certain areas you're starting in?
1: I'm doing the whole USA. I started here in the Dallas, Texas area mm-hmm. and I've done Oklahoma, I've done North Carolina. Sunday I leave to go to Tennessee and then I go to Michigan and I'm hoping maybe when I'm in Michigan and Detroit maybe I can slide over to Canada.
0: Maybe cuz we're pretty close. <laughs> we're pretty close. That Just would a be a awesome. few hours, few hours, a few hours drive. Yep. You know what I mean? And it sounds exciting. Like for me right now I'm doing something similar with with Cara green Canada, so I'm doing a Canadian tour right now. <laughs> and all Also with the empowerment podcast, it's great because then we're empowering these young minds to be much better. And like you say, we're as individuals, we're sharing our experience with these people, um, these new stylists that, you know, we never had. In right. our schools, right? And and because hair is so much more now than learning just what's in the book, mm-hmm. it's so much more out there. But you're also doing something as well with the tour. It's your beauty business brunch. So if you can tell us a little bit about that. And that's coming up soon, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I have a beauty, it's called the Beauty Business Brunch, and I call Mm -hmm. it breaking bread and doing business. (laughs) So um, Mm -hmm. on July 2nd, um, I've invited a number of different hairstylists out Mm -hmm. um, so that I can show them how to get to six figures in one year. Wow. So we're going to break that all the way down. I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. I love giving out gifts, so I always give out extra things when I do <laughs> things like that. Yes. Um, but we're going to break things all the way down. It mm-hmm. doesn't start with the client. It starts with your mindset.
0: Exactly. And
1: so if you want to make six figures, you have to have a six-figure mindset before you'll ever make six figures. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to break that all the way down, um, a number of different ways on how you can achieve it, um, the different things that you need to do to be ready to achieve it. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be a five-hour brunch um, that I'm going to – it's going to be, as I call it, an epic dump of information (laughs) that I'm going to share with them. Yeah. Um, that will help them to get to six figures in a year and to continue to do it each year.
0: Exactly. I love intensity. I'm always the one that's there and I take notes for, and I don't stop. Yes. You know what I mean? You're always writing because mm-hmm. I, for me personally, I think that's how you remember it. If you write it down, you'll remember it much better because most people learning, they lose up to 60% of what they learn by the next day
1: absolutely right? write the so, vision and make it play and, <laughs> and then it kind of gets embedded in you when you write it down too yeah
0: yeah because i know july i think i'm going to be in virginia but i'm not sure if that's anywhere near close to you <laughs>
1: uh, no we are losing, no not really <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: it's like it's like i'm going to florida florida is so huge like yeah <laughs> the other it's like hours Right. Texas.
1: It's, it takes twenty four hours just to get through the whole state. Wow, wow. that's how wow. big Texas is.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah I may be doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm planning some uh, an empowerment cruise, which we're going to do a hairstylist empowerment cruise, and one of the one of the places I'm looking at, one of the cruises I'm looking at, actually leaves from Texas
1: in Galveston. Yes. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> You're like, great for me. I'm right that, there. Yeah, I'm
1: right here. I can make it like about a five-hour drive. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to.
0: So, which <laughs> I think it's nice because then you can have some days at sea for education. Yeah. And we share with people. It's great to network. It's great to do that. Your days at land, you can go and, you know, spend time with your f- new friends or mm-hmm. the family that you brought. It's really a great experience for, for everybody. I've done this before. And as I say, it's something nice that we want to do again and have it as a, an annual thing or do a couple of different versions. And we're going to get a few speakers that have been on the Empowerment Podcast actually to come and speak and you know, be part of the experience as well so that they can share awesome. and, and, and empower others. And sometimes it's great being on a Facebook Live or just the podcast itself, but to see somebody actually live in person, to get to meet them, to be one-on-one with them is a totally different, totally different experience.
1: Yeah, you get so much more when you're in person. That's why I tell mm-hmm. people. I can share some things because I have courses online. But in mm-hmm. in person, I'm going to give you so much more. Oh,
0: yeah. And you get – and that's the thing. When you see somebody live and speaking, the energy that you feel in the room and from the speaker – and same for the speaker. You get the energy from the audience. You know, it, it's so um, – like just – Sometimes I would say overwhelming, but sometimes really empowering. You yeah. feel the buzz, you feel the energy, you yeah, feel this. Yeah, it's
1: like magnetic.
0: Exactly, going yeah. through the tingles that you don't yeah. quite get the same the same online. But you're also an author too, and you've wrote. So one of the books is becoming a celebrity stylist that you wrote. Yes,
1: um, so. I wrote that because. I had a hard time finding information. No one wants to share with you. And that's what I learned. That was another reason why I wanted to yeah. go and pay it forward because I didn't have mm-hmm. anyone ever come to my school and say, here, we have a guest speaker mm-hmm. and here's all this great information. We didn't have one person come in. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? No one's sharing this information. Mm-hmm. and the, And the sad part. No one's still sharing this information. No. I go speak to the schools and I ask them questions and I'm like, do you know what a tear sheet is? They have Mm -hmm. no idea. Do you Mm -hmm. know what testing is? They have no idea what that is. No. And so I said, you know what? I need to be here to share this information because they don't have Mm -hmm. a clue. Not only do the students not have a clue, But most hairstylists, when I do seminars, they don't know what it is either.
0: They don't. And then they're lost when it comes to that. They think, well, they must be lucky. They just fell into it. It (laughs) happened overnight for them. You know, they didn't have to do all the hard work. And you know, some people, even to be an overnight success, it took 20 years to be a success overnight.
1: Yes. Prince said it took him nine years to be an overnight sensation. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And And that's what it is. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. But those are things. School teach you enough to pass your exam and whatever is in your book that's what they show you but they don't really show you how to be an amazing business owner they don't show you how to succeed at being a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. They don't show you how to hire staff. They don't show you how to open a salon. They don't show you <laughs> like no. you know I mean? they show you it's how to cut, curl <laughs> color, you know, relax hair, do all that kind of stuff. But all those other stuff, they don't show you how to be a media, you know, mogul. They don't yes. show you how to be a, a you know, a public personality. They don't show you how to use a ring light. They don't show you how to like all this kind of stuff yes, you know, how to do beautiful pictures for instagram how to you know what i mean how to even do your own copywriting how to there's so much more out there and that's what yes. i want to do with the empowerment crews so we really empower people in all these areas yes. of all these things that they you know you don't know what you don't know until you know it <laughs> that's true absolutely <laughs> you know and and that's a way to go but something you know and becoming a celebrity stylist. So what's one, I think, tip for you that you would give for people that are watching now that want to become a celebrity stylist? So both you and I are both celebrity stylists. Mm-hmm. But what's one tip that you would give to somebody who wants to be a celebrity stylist?
1: The first thing I would tell them is that you have to invest in yourself. Um, that's going to be the, the most important thing that you can do. You're going to have to take classes. You're going to have to focus on building your brand. Mm. Um, learn what is what is your brand about. Um, if you want to be a celebrity hairstylist, have you started studying the industry? Do you know the industry language? There's Mm -hmm. a language that's different from the salon. The hairstyles are different. Do you Mm -hmm. know how to do editorial hair? Mm -hmm. Study and find you a mentor. That would probably be one of the best things I can tell you. I got a mentor and she was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. She taught me so much and she opened up the doors to work on my very first movie And so um, that will probably be one of the first things I would share with someone Mm -hmm. is to find someone who's doing exactly what you want to do and ask them if they would mentor you.
0: Yeah. And that's Um, amazing. That's amazing advice because it is. And working with a celebrity clientele is different than working with a regular clientele.
1: Absolutely,
0: People with money have a different mindset. And you'll find that as you, (laughs) if you learn from Sharice and you learn to make six figures, you're going to learn that people that make six figures and more have a different, mindset. They don't talk about the same they don't talk about the weather. They don't no. talk about, <laughs> like, none no, of that stuff. No, they talk
1: about business. Exactly. They talk about so making more shares, money yeah. and and with with family.
0: Exactly. And what we talk about is, oh, you have a new book? Okay, let's promote it on my show. You have this? Let's do this. And that's, what, that's how they talk. It's not, hey, do you think it's going to rain tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> my back is hurting. I yes. <laughs> didn't get any sleep last night. No one cares. No one you know? cares. Because <laughs> even in no. your bio, it's like, you know, it's about getting results like you make yes. it happen doesn't matter and you have to be no excuses linked.
1: only I learned that on set yeah. too I remember mm-hmm. I went to we were I forgot I think I was um on set with um oh my gosh what's her name oh my good I can't think of mm-hmm. Maya is it Maya? yes Maya, Maya. Yep. Mm-hmm. um and um one girl came to the set five minutes late oh. and she lost her job that moment exactly Mm-hmm. And and the um, production company looked at her and said, you know, she said, you know, had some excuses. They said, no excuses, only results. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That stuck with me. Well. And-
0: and exactly. And they're paying, they're paying big budgets yes. and for somebody to come late and people, most sellers So that's okay. I come for, you know, work 20 minutes late all the time.
1: Oh, no, no, when
0: you're much more <laughs> expected of you, your skill level has to be much higher. You have to be more professional. Yeah. There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't understand and you have to be better than good. And you Absolutely. have to be right the first time. You can't like, let me try it again. Take 20 You know, because we don't like that hair or that makeup. No, like, no, you you have to be on your
1: A game. You have Mm -hmm. to be on your A game, even on your bad day. um, You still have to be on your A game. Exactly. I I was going to London to do Sierra, Mm -hmm. and they called the record label called me and they said, Hey, Sharice, can you come to London to do Sierra? And I was at a mall that was like 40 minutes Mm -hmm. from my house. Yes. And they said, You have um, two hours to get to the airport. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's how it works. You get your stuff, you get on there, you go. And if they need you, you're there. And that's how it is. Because people say, Oh, the life is so exciting. You're jet setting. Um, it's red eyes. It's
1: not like you hours. I was up 24 hours. When uh-huh. I got there, um, she had to get ready for a show called Top of the Pops. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be there at 7 in the morning where my flight was like nine hours. It's an yep. eight-hour time difference. So yep. I didn't get to sleep. I had to go straight in yep. and do her hair, and, and got- then we left.
0: And you got to be ready, and you got to be lively, and you got to be up, and yes. and you're going to deal with people that are wonderful, and you're going to deal with people with attitudes, and yeah. you're going to deal with people that are not so pleasant to work with, and that's Absolutely. just the way it is. And you yeah. got to suck it up. Suck it. you know that.
1: what I learned? Yep. It's not personal. It's just business. It isn't.
0: Nope. You, you go. Know, you you can't do your take thing. It
1: personal. It's nope. just business.
0: Yeah, and that's in life too. Don't mm-hmm. let a client if you're they're having a bad day and you happen to be there, some people will naturally just lash out at you. And that's you know what I mean, you just have to let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. But but something more on the romantic side. <laughs> you wrote another book. So it's a hundred and one recipes for romantic ideas so tell us more about that <laughs> yes
1: see, I'm a hopeless romantic I love love I'm in love with love mm-hmm. I love to see people happy I love to mm-hmm. see people doing romantic things so mm-hmm. um, I wrote this book a while ago um, mm-hmm. when I was in Detroit yeah. and I started writing down all these things that I wanted to happen to me mm-hmm. and before I knew it I had about 20 or 30 and I said you know what mm. maybe I'll continue and just write a book and uh-huh. that's why I got started doing that. And so this book is filled with romantic ideas that you can do with your mate.
0: Oh, perfect. So can you give us a couple? Like a little taster? <laughs> <laughs> like if
1: I did like a treasure hunt. Oh, yes, and so I had um where you would leave little notes and you open mm. one note and it would have a little gift and then, oh, then it will yeah. tell you to go over to this other spot, and yeah. then there will be another note, and mm-hmm. it would tell you to do something different yeah. and it would be another gift mm-hmm. and it will have you going all over the yeah. house. Because
0: I think that's the main thing in life. I think that's the one most important lesson. If you ever learn relationships are going to be the key to everything in your life with your family, with your friends, with yourself, with your creator, with your, with your clientele. That's one thing. As long as you have relationships, you'll never be poor.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) In any area, in spirit, in money, in, you know, all that, that, that kind of great, Stuff and that's, I mean, and a lot of these things are very simple, but it's hard to create relationships. You can't expect that somebody's just going to be your buddy or your friend from one meeting. <laughs>
1: very <laughs> true. Know? And I had a friend tell me, um, and it really kind of changed my way of thinking. She said, mm-hmm. um, "Text messaging and emails is for information. Phone calls and meetings is for communication. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to build a good relationship, you're going to have to communicate." And I was like, "Wow, that's so powerful!" Exactly. So I try not to do build relationships through text messaging. Mm-hmm. If it's important, I'll call someone up or I'll meet with them.
0: Exactly, and that's so much nicer. And say what we're. Yes. Um, the, the other skill I would say with relationships, like say, it's about listening too. And yes. and the motto goes, I mean, two ears, one mouth. <laughs> so listen more than you speak. Mm-hmm. So because if you listen to clients, they're going to love you and think you're amazing because they get to talk about their favorite thing themselves.
1: <laughs> <True>. <laughs> that's cuz that's what they're there true.
0: for. They want to unload their stuff. They don't want to know that you were out drinking last night. You're no. really hung over. They don't want to know what your problems are. They're paying for your time. So they really want you to celebrate them and that you're your service is geared towards them. With me, I book one client, I only do that client. I don't take two and three clients at the same time, but I have a higher ticket. So in, yes. in, so I'm doing less people, but I make more than Absolutely. trying to do this and then having assistance to do everything else. Because once you create that one-on-one relationship, then you're, then you're creating your value, right? And that's the thing, because I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of people, what should I charge? What should I, I mean, there's many factors to that and we're not really going to get into that in this podcast, but, but it, it really is. It's about creating relationships. It's about caring for people. How can you lift them up? So maybe that's one exercise we should challenge you to do is when you're behind the chair for every client you get for a week, <laughs> you know, try to find one positive thing that you can say to, uh, to uplift them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I learned that people want to be appreciated and their time is just as valuable as yours. And so mm-hmm. if you charge what you feel you're worth, you don't have to do 20 heads a day or 10 heads a day. And I don't believe no. in double booking clients either really to be honest it's not respecting your client's time or them at all yeah and if you're going to work with business people or celebrities you're they're not going to tolerate that type of behavior Mm -hmm. So charge what you feel you're worth like you said it's a higher ticket you don't have to work as hard um and it works out better for everyone and when you're working with successful people or what Mm -hmm. i call um business people yes um, they're Um, time is more valuable to them than their money. So they'll Mm -hmm. spend a little more money to have more of their time.
0: Exactly, and that's what people really enjoy because I know with myself, and I I say I've had the big salon, but I also do. It's nice when, even for a lot of people that do like private suites, I think that's Mm -hmm. nice because then you can really create that one-on-one and cater that experience. Yeah, the time they come in till the time they leave, as opposed to you're just a number. Next, oh my next one's here, or like you don't even give them a name. That's very. (laughs) Is my nine thirty here? Oh, where's my five o'clock? Absolutely. You know, rather than, oh Susan, so glad to see you again. You know, how is your new puppy? You know, and make mental notes or even notes on them and say, Okay, this is what's going on in their lives, you know, and say, How's your border collie? Like so get more specific and they'll say, Wow, this person really cares about me. They really appreciate me because they know these things. And they'll invest in you because you're investing in them.
1: Absolutely. Um, I always say all of my clients are stars, whether they're on the stage or they're in the boardroom mm-hmm. or they're you know, at a restaurant. I try to treat all of my clients um, like they're celebrities because they are stars to me.
0: Exactly, and the biggest thing, I think, to sum it up, like you said, is mindset, and -hmm. if you put your mindset there, and regardless of where you're at, if you're at a corporate salon, you know, doing lower haircuts because you're just out of school, but your mindset can change all that, you know, Mm -hmm. just think of where you want to be, put it down there, and say, I want to be this, and create, create a goal, I want to make this much per week, I want to be this, I want to, you know, but not the wanting, I am, or I will. Right. Right, so the I am is more empowering than mm-hmm. you know. I'll try, <laughs> you know. It's absolutely, doing is not trying, right? That's trying true. is setting that's, yourself up to fail. Just <laughs> right. do it. Just do
1: it. I was listening to John Maxwell, mm-hmm. and he was talking about um, say it over and over, like fifty times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is it? just do it just do it Just exactly. Do it. Just do it. I
0: love I love his speaking yeah. I love him and there's other great sort of mentors out there mm-hmm. and say we all learn from each other I learn from you you learn from me we yes. all learn uh, I and mean, that's why I wanted to really bring this empowerment podcast and people that are really doing great things like yourself with your pay it forward tour and things like that or if, if people wanted to get involved or people wanted you to speak for them um, how would people follow you get in touch with you so what are, what are some of your social media links, or what's the best way to get in contact with you?
1: Okay, so um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, also on Snapchat. I got to get better mm-hmm. at snapping. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I have a website. It's charisseslate.com, mm-hmm. and then on Instagram and Twitter, it's at slate, and on Facebook, I have a page. But I also have a fan page. It's Celebrity Hairstylist Charisse Slate. Mm-hmm. and I'll spell my name because I have a lot of E's in it. <laughs> so it's she and Reese together. So it's S-H-E-R-E-E-S-E, and last name is Slate, S-L-A-T-E. Um, that's on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, Snapchat, mm-hmm. and then, then my website is .com.
0: Okay. So how would they find out about what courses you have, um, upcoming events, uh, things like that as well? So where, where can that be found?
1: They can go to my website. There's a link that talks about courses there. So you can Mm -hmm. go to shereeslate.com. There will be a link there that they can go and click on to um, connect with some of my courses. Or they can Mm -hmm. go to courses.shereeslate.com. And then it'll list the different courses that I have.
0: Oh, perfect! Um, and
1: my event is there too for the um the beauty business brunch where they they want to mm-hmm. come break bread with me.
0: Yep, come break
1: bread with me if
0: I can swing it. <laughs> I'll be there. That would be But we should fun. definitely do something if you can do destroyed, even if we meet at the border.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I like some, love something to.
0: like that, we- and and do you know? I mean, it's all and say it's always nice to connect and yeah. Premier Orlando just happened, and I know a lot of people are there, and for a lot of people, it's like old home week. So we yeah. want to create. experience same experience you know either on on a cruise or we'll do a land destination for people that really aren't like good with boats
1: (laughs) i would love to be a part of that that would be awesome
0: yeah, so we'll get together. So if you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to like, share, uh, subscribe, and comment below. Um, and if you also want to see Sherry, which what we're doing, Sharice, we're planning now is that we're going to do a Facebook Live. So get your questions ready. I'm gonna like once we go off the air, I'm going to confirm with Sharice what are she, she's a busy, busy lady. <laughs> so to get our timing coordinated, what works, we'll do a post coming up in the near future. And then you can uh, connect with her live on Facebook live. And then you can ask her questions. She'll dialogue with you directly. Um, and anything you want to know about anything we talked about today, or just being a hairstylist in general, or how you can pay it forward. Um, anything like that. Um, I'm going to wrap up now. Cause we've been chatting. I know it's gone so fast. It only feels like 10 oh, wow. or 15 minutes. It's, yeah yeah it's been a while it's been (laughs) Been like almost a a lot but we got two hours i'm gonna have to edit this thing down oh wow (laughs) (laughs) so but um i want to say thank you uh sharice for coming on the empowerment podcast today and enlightening hairstylists paying it forward sharing your story and i'd love to have you on again and definitely for some events and i know we'll do stuff together (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, awesome.
0: I don't want in the future but we're you know we'll do stuff together now yeah. <laughs> that will that will lead into the future. i'm all for it <laughs> so if you have some final empowering words for our audience uh what would they be
1: I would say to create a mission statement for your life. Make sure that you leave a legacy behind. My mission statement is you should be ashamed to die unless you have left your mark on the world. So you guys think about what mark you want to leave on the world and create a statement that will connect with people and start walking in it.
0: Wow, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. So this is B Rad, Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host for the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. We'll see you again next time. Hey, 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 it's B Celebrity Stylist, your host of the Hair Stylist Empowerment Podcast. I am so glad you enjoyed today's episode, and I thank you for listening as well as your support. I have exciting news for all you hairstylists out there, as well as for your family and your friends. Imagine warm sunny days, relaxing beaches, and a cool beverage in hand, all while being empowered in every area of your life. The Empowerment Cruise is coming for you. Days at sea, your life will get empowered by the top speakers and artists of transformation. This includes empowerment in your relationships, finances, career, spiritual awakening, mental clarity, social situation. Meet the best of the best as well as your health and well-being. Finally, have the body you desire. On the day we're on shore, you can explore the lands. You can be with your friends, your family, and your new friends that you just met on the Empowerment Cruise. For more information, just follow Brad Celebrity Stylist on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube where I offer free online coaching. Would you like to be a guest on the show or even a speaker on the cruise? Just message me. Please like, share, follow, subscribe, and don't forget to turn on your notifications. See you next time.